Hello and welcome to Need2Go. Need2Go is a podcast meant to help you take your learning on the go. Our goal is to support administrators, tech coordinators, educators, and just anyone in their learning journey. So whether you are at home, work, the gym, or on your commute, we are glad you're joining us. Now for the latest episode of Need2Go. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Nita Go, uh, Nita's podcast to kind of share some some learning while you're on the go, whether you're driving, taking it in in a quick workout. We just want to make sure that we keep you informed with things that are happening in Nita and strategies, tools, and tricks uh, to keep learning throughout the year. So we're excited for our December episode. I have Nita member and iTech president Stacy Beamer with us. Stacy's one I learned so much from. I feel like I go to sessions, whether it's at Google Summit and Nita and iTech, and she's always got great tips, tricks, and ideas. Thank you. I just learned from a lot of great people, so I'm going to, but thank you, Heather. You're sweet. So Stacy's one I learn a lot from, especially with her t- tips and tricks and ideas. I feel like there's so many things you can take away and, and use later or use tomorrow. So Stacy, can you introduce and share a little bit about yourself to our listeners, and then we'll kind of get started with our podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, so thanks for having me. Um, I, first of all, um, I just appreciate, um, everything Nita has, um, and offers and learn so much, um, just being right across the river. Um, my name is Stacy Beamer, as you said, Heather, and I work for a ed service agency over in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa city, Iowa region. Um, so I'm the coordinator of digital learning media services um, and work with our an amazing team of digital learning consultants and assistive technology folks and media folks over here. So that's just a little bit about me and we provide professional learning opportunities and um, get to work with educators um, in our area. So that's kind of what I get to do. I'm a former elementary and middle school teacher. Um, and spent a little bit of time as a tech director. Awesome. But fourth well, grade teacher at heart. Well, we definitely value as a as a NIDA member. I know you are a longtime presenter and you have a lot to share. And so thank you for your time today. Um, I'm I'm excited. I feel like over the break and over the holidays, we kind of get in the hustle and bustle of things. But we also try to get refreshed and ready to hit 2020 um, with a refreshed mindset and that type of thing, whether it's we're trying something new or whether it's productivity. And so Stacy, I, I know you have lots of ideas. Can we just chat a little bit about maybe five things that we could suggest for teachers and administrators and others in education maybe to try or do? Yeah. For the you holiday know, break. You know, I think um, I was just thinking as we talked about this initially that there's a lot of things. I don't know about you guys, but it seems like they're we're go, go, go all the time during the break uh, or during school year. And it's like, Oh, just getting to break. Like I kind of mm-hmm. kick the can for things and like, Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Like my over the Thanksgiving break, I, I want to get to all of these things and then I never do. Um, or I get to one or two. So, um, I think part of it, it's a nice time over the, um, winter break just to kind of refresh and think about, um, taking care of yourself, but also taking care of some of those those things that you need to get done and kind of regroup. Um, I'm not huge on New Year's resolutions, um, but I do like to kind of reset and think about some goals that I might might have for 
the rest of the school year or just, you know, the next year. So one of the things um, I'd plan on doing um, because I've got some uninterrupted time um, is I know Heather, you're a big Google keep user. Yes. Um, Huge. My, my Google keep is out of control. So I think, I don't know about you, but like, I just like to be organized and I think I, I just need to regroup with Google keep, get my notes, get my to-do list organized. Um, I feel like that's those executive functioning skills, you know, that we teach kids. I just need to execute that on my own, kind of like cleaning out my closet. Um, just organize my Google Keep notes, archive the ones that I don't need anymore, combine the ones that I can, just so I feel like I have a plan. Um, and that's something I don't always take time to do. So that's going to be my first step is to prioritize and go through with Google Keep. And the nice thing is, is that's personal and like my professional to-do list, if that makes sense. It does. It does. I know I had seen one of the things that kind of helps me with my key productivity is that adding an image so you can create images. I know I, I think you shared it with me where they have images they create in like Google Drive and you add that image. It could be like to-do list or it could be FYIs or it could be um, important. And you could put that verbiage in a Google drawing and save it as a JPEG and then you insert that into your Google keep note. It's and so, so then you know that that, that it. yeah, I was thinking, I just did that last night. I was looking for a recipe and I have a keep note with a list of recipes. And so I have to flip, but once I see that image, cause yeah, I pin you know, tags, stuff. tags work well, but yeah. I'm visual that I think that's kind of a, one of those things I want to go back through and make sure that some of my important notes that I've have pinned have those labels on there. So that's yeah. a good tip. If you're not using Google Keep and you're using labels and labels, things like that get out of control, sometimes those images are can help give you that visual reminder too. Right. And color coding too, but like you said, that adding that image at the top, I don't know where I picked that up, but that's a great tip. Um, so that's going to be my first step. Um, one of the things I've done is I've kind of kicked the can down the road on some things I just don't have time for. Like it, I don't know. Um, sometimes, and it's not a bad thing that I just get interrupted or things pop up and I'm like, I need to set two hours aside just to look. And one of the things that I think we've, we've talked a lot um, with our folks and I know Heather, you've done some present presenting on just accessibility features on devices and within applications, and I know about them. I have played with some of them, but there's been so many different updates that I just haven't had the time to go back and understand them completely. So when we're having conversations with teachers or even with kids um, on what some of those accessibility features are that they can use. So one of the ones I have installed is the um, Immersive Reader Chrome extension, and I've got it but I haven't played with it because I know that Chrome extension has some limitations. It doesn't do everything the full immersive reader does when you're in like a Word doc online or when you're in Flipgrid. So I want to go through and play with some of those accessibility features. Um, that's on my, my to-do list. Um, and also thinking about, you know, are there any updates on, on a Chromebook with those accessibility, um, like the, this reading aloud. I know in a Google Doc, now if you go into, I believe that you turn it on in tools and um, there's accessibility settings and sometimes you don't see that, but if you turn on the accessibility settings, 
and you say turn on screen reader support, if you click on that um, or check that box, uh, an accessibility menu will turn or show up in all of your um, Google Docs. So that way, um, what it's supposed to do is help you um, read um, portions of the document, but it'll also help a screen reader know, hey, I want the screen reader to read the comments or just read the headings um, or showing the live edits. So sometimes if you have, and I think that's good for a screen reader, but also to track what's going on, if that makes sense. So there's live edits. So it will actually show you on the right hand side who is editing where at what time, um, which kind of helps kids track like sequence and who is editing, obviously who is editing where on a document. So I just need to go in and play with some of those accessibility features because like I said, it, it can help just if it can help one or two kids, then that's great. Whether they're a special education student or not, some of those right. features are good. And even having, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I agree with you. Like you, you nailed it when you said special ed student or not. So many of those accessibility features and you turn them on. Sometimes you can just, as an adult, it's nice to have it read back to you. I feel like sometimes when I'm proofing my, an email or proofing something on a doc, you read it the way you want it to sound. But when right. you turn on some of those features, it's just kind of a good check as, a, as an adult, as a learner yourself. And it's good to have those experiences so you know exactly what the student can experience and how it can benefit them for sure. So, Yeah, and I just think about editing. Like you said, like reading, you read it as you meant it to be. So, or um, there's a way to jump just to misspellings in Word in your document with that. And so I just need to make sure I understand completely how that works. If it just jumps to from misspelled word to misspelled word, and then you can make those corrections. So it's, yeah, so taking time, getting to know those accessibility, that's the other, another can that I've kicked down the road that I'm going to take care of over break. We talked before we started recording too, Stacy. you know, these are great ideas to professional. Um, but one of the things you mentioned before was about taking care of ourselves, and you've got some productivity type things to kind of help with wellness. And I think that's kind of a key. Share with the listeners kind of where you're going with that and what type of strategies you have for that that they could kind of take away in these yeah. week and a half, two weeks over break too. So I'm a really per bad person with that whole work-life balance thing. Um, I love what I get to do. So I feel like I'm always trying to be connected. And, you know, I have a lot of colleagues, um, work colleagues that are also friends. And so it's kind of easy to talk shop and just be immersed in that and have my brain going. So um, something I learned about last week, um, and I, I knew about, um, like we talk about well-being and um, I was actually had the opportunity to meet with some Iowa educators over at the Google offices in Chicago and we were talking um, with some educators who support at-risk programs in Iowa and David Fringer, who is the I, maybe tech director, director of innovation. He's amazing out of council bluffs, but he um, talked about meditation and um, there, and the importance of taking, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to 
be the best person to help work with kids or your teachers or whoever else you're coming into contact with. So just taking time to take care of yourself. And one of the books that he recommended was the book Search Inside Yourself. Um, and it's about that kind of mental health and how you can develop some strategies to make sure you're focused. Um, I'm one of those people that I don't, like when I go to bed, <laughs> my hit brain, I can't turn it off or I'm like, Oh, I need to think of this or this came to mind. And I, that app that he, or that book, um, I have that on audible. So while I'm walking the dog, um, and building in some time to take care of myself, I'm going to take a listen to that. Uh, and then he also talked about, you know, just staying focused and social emotional health, um, is so important for kids as well as adults. So there's some strategies and the, I believe the Headspace app um, and the Calm app um, are there's some free educator um, uses or like licenses or you can, it's free for educators to download some of those apps, but it really gives you some strategies on how to refocus and, you know, take a deep breath. And there's some meditation techniques. Um, I am by no means an expert. I don't even, I'm kind of one of those skeptics, but um, I think it's worth a try. So I'm, again, if, and David made a good point. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't help support those folks around you. And I have um, some great folks that I get to work with and some great educators and students that we support. So I want to make sure I try to come up with some strategies. So take time, um, Taking time for myself, so the two, just one thing is the Search Inside Yourself book um, that Google uses, and they actually have a whole Search Inside Yourself like curriculum class that you can take, um, but I'm just gonna read the book. And then looking at, like, is there an app? It's funny, because mm -hmm. I just installed the Headspace app, and for the last three weeks, I've been like, oh, it reminds me after I brush my teeth to just take three minutes, and I snooze it every single day. So I'm going to, take care, like honor some of those apps and use an app like Headspace or Calm um, just to build in some time. So while you were talking, I just looked yeah. at my apps on my phone. I have Headspace on there too, and I haven't used it. So, okay. So now, there's got, now there you go. There's my, you're my accountability partner now, Heather. <laughs> we'll check yep, in. I have it on my phone. I just haven't done anything with it. Yeah. And I think looking at, I think I might just do a little study and pay attention and there's some well-being apps, I mean, on my phone just to see how much I'm using it and making sure I shut it down at night and use some of those features, those well-being features that are built into a mobile device. I, my alarm will still go off. I just won't get the dings of the emails or the notifications for social media or any of that. I've shut off some of them. Like, I don't, but yeah. So. I think these are great. I think this, you're right. Two, kind of going into the break, we, we have all of these to-do lists, whether it's at home or professional. And I think these are all great things. Just kind of go through your keep. And if keep isn't your productivity for kind of notes and things like that, and, you know, maybe, maybe you're using like Wakelet or a tool like that and you need to go in and organize things. Oh, absolutely. Or your drive or your drive, that type of stuff. Um, yeah. Accessibilities for everyone. And then obviously, like you said, taking care of yourself. Right. Any other last minute, suggestions or things that you're you know maybe share like what's one thing you're excited for in 2020 some things you've seen coming around that you're like oh this is really gonna 
hit the education platform or hit EDU really hard in 2020? Anything that we could just kind of share that we're excited to see where it goes? Well, you know, I don't know what I'm super excited. I think AI, um, where that's going and how can that um, support education and help us be better and recognize student needs or um, that kind of stuff. I, I'm excited to see where that, the potential of that. And I still get excited. I know VR has been around and um, AR has been around for a little while, but I think that just is starting to get in, especially the AR in the hands of more and more kids. Um, and just seeing that level of engagement and experiences. So that always excites me because we don't have opportunities to go places and um, build that schema and background knowledge for kids. So that continues to excite me. And I, I didn't, I was kind of skeptical on the AR thing, but seeing the reactions and the engagement with kids when, and I know you guys have some expeditions kits and I've used some of the AR mm -hmm. stuff. And I don't know why putting it in AR in their environment um, and looking around it. I mean, it's just, it's more engaging. It's not reading about it. It's not just seeing a picture or watching a video. It's making a, it's an experience. So that kind of stuff still continues to um, excite me. Um, and I, just the power of technology um, that it, the potential it can have to help level the playing field for all kids. That's what gets me excited. You know, we can customize and personal, I mean, buzzword personalized instruction, but really we have access to information um, now that we can try to give kids what they need at their instructional level to challenge them and um, help them solve problems by, for themselves. So yeah, just continuing like just what we're already doing. I don't think we necessarily need to do one more thing. I think we've got a lot of great stuff out there, but now how do we harness all those tools and package it to best meet the needs for the learners we have in front of us at the time because we got to get to know our kids um, to be able to meet their their needs because yeah there's nothing out of the box that's going to work for everybody in our classroom if that makes so sense. so true yeah totally totally I would agree I would agree yeah. those are great things to look forward to and you know as we as we close out we we thank our listeners for joining in Stacey thank you so much for your time I know like we've said this is a busy time of year so getting this interview scheduled. Um, I definitely appreciate it. We hope all of our listeners have a happy holiday season. We look forward to future need to go opportunities and yeah, this any is feedback. Um, this is exciting. I'm excited Nita's doing this. Um, we'll have to, we have our iTech board retreat coming up. Well, we love sharing ideas and getting ideas from Nita. So thank you um, for this opportunity and for all you guys do to help educators. You're welcome. Have a happy holiday season, Stacy, and I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. All right. Have a great 2020, everybody.